Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Morning Show. The Home Team. No, it's both. It's the crossover. Crossover, step back. Presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen right here on 960theref.com. Episode 109, the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville and Five Points, your old pals, Chris and Dave with you. Chris from the home team, Dave from the morning show, and uh, you mix that together and you get the crossover podcast with uh, an exciting episode today as it is uh, Georgia-Florida week. And uh, that game, as we record this on a Thursday, now just two days away. And also uh, last night, as we record this on a Thursday, the Washington Nationals, who finished runner-up to the Braves in the NL East, won a very strange World Series where the home team went 0-7. Strangest ever. Yeah, never happened. happened. It's crazy. The craziest World Series of all time. And before we dive into all of that stuff, I want to mention, too, the exciting news that we have. And as you mentioned, we're recording this on a Thursday, and Logan and I mentioned it this morning, and you'll be along, I believe, this afternoon with, uh, with Tyler. But we are now in the App Store. Uh-oh. 960 The Ref has an app. So whether it's uh, for the iPhone or for your Android, you can go to the Google Store or you can go to the, uh, to the iTunes Store, download the 960 The Ref app. And it is awesome, I promise. And we've already gotten a lot of great feedback on it. It has an open mic feature. You'll get push notifications for the latest news. All of our on-demand content, including the Crossover Podcast, will live on the app. So the audio archives that we uh, use for our local shows will be on the app. You can stream all Georgia sports programming within a 75-mile geofence of Athens. That's a new word I've learned. But that's uh, very, very cool. So whether it's football, whether it's men's and women's basketball, whether it's baseball, whether it's Bulldogs Live with Coach Smart or with Coach Crean, you'll be able to stream all of that on the app within a 75-mile geofence of Athens. And you can listen to the ref wherever you happen to be. So download the 960 The Ref app. I'm going to sound like uh, get off my lawn, lawn guy here. <laughs> yes. But what is the difference in like if you just said you could stream Georgia sports within 75 miles of Athens, why do we have to add geofence to some like big technological uh, term? Yeah, I know. And I and I asked that same question, and, and I, I, I'm not quite sure what the answer right. is. But the, the geofence, whatever the rules are or whatever the agreement we have is, if you're within 75 miles of Athens, you can stream the game. Okay, but I that just I'll sounds like some made-up tech word to make it. It's like you could stream the games if you're within 75 miles of Athens. Yes, yeah. And maybe I shouldn't be using the geofence <laughs> word. I don't know because, like you said, if you're within a 75 mile radius, or if you're within 75 miles of Athens, you can use the 960 The Ref app to stream the dogs. Yeah, which okay. is very well, that's very just cool. cool. Yeah, either. But way. I like saying geofence, but. I'm kind of like you. I don't know all the answers to those questions. But I love the, the open mic feature, the push notifications, and, again, all of our on-demand our demand content will live on the app, including 
the uh, the crossover. So when we post a new episode of the crossover, someone will just get a push notification that says, "Hey, a new episode has." Uh, I believe that is the case. That's good. The, and, and again, this is so new to me and to us and to you and, and Jeff and Logan and, and Tyler and Kevin and everybody else. We got to figure this stuff out, too. right? So there's so. no going back to a flip phone at this point. <laughs> the trusty flip phone. No, but download the app, and uh, you can even shoot us an email, 960theref at cmg.com, and let us know what you think. We've gotten a lot of good feedback already on it, and we just made the announcement earlier today that I'm really, really excited about this. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's great. So, And it just makes getting to us and listening to us that much easier. Yeah, so uh, yeah, get to the App Store. And download the 960. Do you have an iPhone or do you use the Android? Let's see. I still have an iPhone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So go to the iTunes store. Now, you do have to know your password. A couple of people said, I've forgotten my password. I'm like, well, you got to get that stuff figured out. Yeah. I think my my password is my fingerprint, I think. (laughs) Oh, that works too. Yeah. Yeah. So your your password is M Y F I N G E R P R I N T. Yeah. So there you go. You can use Chris's. Chris's password, my fingerprint. My fingerprint is the <laughs> uh, is the password for the app store. Yes, but uh, yeah, so that's exciting. And uh, here's another edition of the crossover podcast now, which uh, could just pop up on your 960 The Ref app, or if you still just need to go to 960theref.com and listen on demand there, that's fine. But you can uh, do that too. The dogs and the uh, Gators going to kick off Saturday at 3:30, and what obviously is just. Uh, an enormous game. Both teams were off uh, last week. We know Georgia's coming off the uh, the back-to-back games. It was the loss to South Carolina and then the the win over Kentucky, which didn't really like put a lot of our at least off with the offense didn't do a lot to uh, to calm our nerves about uh, about things. And now here's this Gators team that is um, you know, coming off the that three-game stretch where they played Auburn, LSU, and South Carolina, went 2-1 and one there with the win over Auburn, lost a, uh, a tough game at LSU, and then rallied in the rain to beat South Carolina. And uh, the dogs feel like, to me, like they're in kind of a nice little buy-low spot with the public perception on them heading into this game this weekend. Well, you know, when the, the line opened on Sunday, it was like six or six and a half, and then it immediately went down to about four. And as we're talking right now, it's back up to six or six and a half. Yeah. So it's kind of back to where it started from. Yeah, I feel like the uh, there are a lot of people out there that are now rooting for a four, five, or six point Georgia victory <laughs> to uh, yep. to get both sides of um, yep. of that. Well, when we were talking last week on the podcast, I mentioned in looking ahead, I'd gone and and perused a, a handful of power ratings, and most of those suggested there was a line on the game. The number would be about six or seven with Georgia and the power ratings. The one was the Sagarin rating had the two teams even. So when that line opened at six and a half, I wasn't surprised because that's pretty much where a lot of those ratings came and where they had it. But, uh, you know, there was obviously maybe some some quick action on Florida that drove it down. But I think once it got down to like three and a half, when, you know, if you're just investing and looking at these teams and you're not uh, emotionally attached to either of them and they're just two numbers on a page for you, you look at Georgia when it got down to like three or three and a half and went, well, that's a bargain on the dogs now because it's like, I mean, Georgia's still amongst the nation's elite teams, despite what happened a couple of weeks ago. Do you think the outside perception of Georgia is greater than the yes. own fan base? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, and um, you know, I'm sure there's still a lot of nerves, and there's reason to be nervous. It's not like Georgia's going to go down there and they're a lock to win. I, I certainly feel, 
you know, if I you think about the way like we felt watching Florida back on uh, August 24th when they were playing Miami in Week Zero and thinking, oh my God, we're going to kill these guys. To now two days out from this game and like, man, I I, I hope Georgia wins because. Georgia needs to win just to have a season where it can at least can get back to the SEC championship game. So I think the gap is definitely closed. But yes, I think I think we as fans certainly came down harder on the uh, on the team. That was embarrassing to lose at home to South Carolina. But as the weeks pass, you realize that um, I think that's going to be a case more of just it was a very good team that had a, a bad day and had a terrible day, and still it took South Carolina double overtime to win. Does it make you feel any better, which it doesn't me, but does it make you feel any better having seen what's happened to like Oklahoma losing a game where they were a big favorite? Who else? Who uh, Wisconsin, now we've seen them come back down to earth a little bit, but they were a huge favorite against Illinois, and they lost. Clemson almost losing to North Carolina. Are we seeing a little bit more now? It's like this is the kind of stuff that happens in college football. Or do you go, oh, that was just a, that was just a horrible, horrible loss. It, I mean, it makes you feel a little better now. All the Wisconsin lost on the road, Oklahoma lost on the road. We lost at, at home. home, and then it was you know to Will Muschamp. Also, it hadn't helped that South Carolina hasn't won a game since, and they got <clears throat> roasted by Tennessee this past weekend. Yeah, so. I mean, that certainly, I think, isn't helping people feel better yeah. about that. But that was my question about the outside perception of Georgia, as opposed to the own to the dog's own fan base, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see some of that too. I mean, as of right now, I, you, we just kind of have to look at the South Carolina game. Is like, man, you know what happens, and it happened that day. The Kentucky game was hard to watch. Georgia finally wore them down. Took advantage of a, basically a horrible punt. It was a horrible punt that turned that game around. Yep. One play later, DeAndre Swift is in the end zone, and the dogs have been body-blowing Kentucky the whole game, and it finally paid off. But here we are now, a week later, or I guess two weeks later, getting ready for Florida. Both teams are getting healthier, so we see that too. As it's with Florida, they're going to have Zuniga maybe better. Greener will be back on the field with them. Uh, who else am I leaving off? I guess on offense – They'll have the, uh, the the speedy receiver yeah. back on the field. And Georgia's hopefully getting Tyson Campbell back. It sounds like Cager's going to be back. Uh, so, I mean, both teams are definitely getting some good help here from the bye week. And we know for Georgia's offense, the uh, getting Cager back would obviously be, be huge. He had really started to emerge as kind of a Javon Wims type, real go-to guy that from – would uh, would lean on just a nice big target there so not having him is definitely uh hurt and I, I feel like his I mean, his road back too has now suddenly happened a lot faster than maybe you originally thought because it was I mean, he was dealing with like multiple injuries right rib shoulder yep. a couple different things yep. so that's uh that's definitely big and you know, Campbell hasn't played since because he didn't play against Notre Dame so it was who we play Arkansas State right yeah I think yeah he was in that game yeah that was gonna be my other question to you if you throw out a 63-17 win over Murray State and a 55-0 win over Arkansas State for Georgia, and if you throw out a 45-0 win over UT Martin and a 38-0 win over Towson for Florida, what do you have? Does it does it change any kind of pers- you know those those scores were just they, they've inflated the stats and. You know, you look more into the SEC and see what you get there. But, you know, what do you think of these two teams other than kind of what we've already said? To me, it's like 
yeah, I think this game is maybe a little bit closer than we thought, certainly back in the summer and even at the beginning of the season. Like you said, when they were playing Miami and Orlando, and you're like, oh, this is going to be an easy win for the dogs. And it certainly doesn't feel like that now. Yeah, it's weird. Like, for, for the, like Georgia lost to South Carolina the same day that Florida lost at LSU. And, and to me, like, I kind of upgraded the Gators with that performance at LSU, even in defeat. And obviously, with, with Georgia losing to South Carolina, they, they, uh, they took what felt like a, a, a real step backward there. But you know, I think this bye week, like you said, it's been good to get uh, the team healthier. And. I just, uh, you know, I, I think this is one where the, the perception of these teams and the directions they might be going definitely lines up for uh, for Georgia this week. And and based on the line movement of the game, I am thinking Georgia's going to win like between four and six points. <laughs> Let me ask you this: So Kentucky and, and uh, South Carolina had success because uh, uh, yeah, with with Georgia's offense, they you know played conservative defense and, and basically dared Georgia to, I guess, try to do something in, through the air, and, and the dogs just wanted to run the football. Now, that's not in Todd Grantham's nature to be a little bit more conservative on defense. Do you, do you agree with that? And yeah, how does you think that might play out He on likes Saturday? to dial up the aggression. Yes, he does. Yeah, yes. and, you know, on third down, too, that's where, you know, third and Grantham has taken on two entirely different meanings to us as Georgia fans and then basically everywhere else he's been because it is odd. I mean, got to give him credit. He has done a pretty good job. Uh, everywhere he's been except for whatever reason here in Athens and then last year in the I guess he was their Mississippi State's defensive yeah. coordinator even two years ago or in 17 when they we whipped him here so uh, between that and then last year's game down there Georgia and then even that that Belk Bowl where he was Louisville's defensive yeah. coordinator I mean we've just completely um, handled him but yeah, this would be one you'd have to think that over the last couple games, seeing what he's seen out of Georgia's offense and the dogs' inability to really hit big plays, the lack of explosiveness, and especially in the passing game, has to have him licking his uh, chops. But I think the thing is, too, is even with our, our terrific offensive line, one thing he's noticed for a guy that likes to be aggressive is you know, these teams in South Carolina, too, they've been able to get to Fromm in these passing downs. Right, and that's been what's been kind of head-scratching is you thought the core of this team was going to be the offensive line, and it's not like they've been terrible or anything like that, but maybe we just had it built up so much in our heads that these guys were invincible. And look, there's been some nicks and some injuries and that kind of thing too, and that definitely takes its toll. So, I mean, I get it, but yeah, I'm like everyone else. I guess maybe there was just way too many expectations that were put on these guys. Yeah, well, you're right. It was the 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 injuries definitely came came to the forefront in the South Carolina game and yep. they've got a really good defensive line but that's what Florida has and you mentioned Zaniga is now getting healthier and they've got a heck of a secondary too so and you look at at Florida and they're definitely better than you know the the two teams Georgia face leading up to this game but you know I still think that you step back and take a deep breath and realize that Georgia has built itself over the last couple of years into one of the elite programs in the country and they had a terrible game and uh, got beaten and then you know the you know the conditions weren't obviously ideal during that Kentucky game but I like these spots where you know Florida's I guess Florida's technically they're a higher ranked team but then you've got so you got the lower ranked team that's favored by almost a touchdown so those usually are are good omens yeah for sure and I also wanted to mention too 
when we talk about third and Grantham, they are eighth in the league on opponents' third down conversion rate. Georgia, by the way, second in the league. But it's not a huge difference. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, opponents for Georgia are converting on 30% of their third downs, and that's second in the league. Opponents for for Florida are converting on 35% of their third downs, which is eighth in the league. So there's not a huge difference there. Uh, you know, the one stat that jumps out at me in the SEC that's that's nutty is Bama leads the SEC in turnover margin at a plus 13, and LSU is second at a plus four. So they are yeah. nine turnovers plus ahead of the second place team. And by the way, like they I don't know if you've noticed this. The fumble they're, luck. They're playing next week. Uh, Alabama. Yes. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, I've yeah. already seen the look ahead line. <laughs> Eight. It's a, it's come down to like seven. Seven. Now, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's a lot less than it was back in the summer, right? Yeah. And that well, and that's guy. I'm sure that still has Tua baked into it that he's going to yeah. play, which I, I I'm going to assume Tua is going to play, even yeah. if he goes out there hobbled and not a hundred percent. But I don't think he's sitting that one out. Yeah. Two, they're gonna, here's a hot take. They're going to try to get Tua ready for that game. Yeah, he'll be out there and ready to uh, ready. <laughs> Although to go if Mac sure. Jones plays for them, I mean, I know he's not Tua, but how much does that does that hurt Bama? And he's capable. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Well, I I kind of assumed that they would just go back to when they beat Arkansas last weekend yeah. to just you know probably like heavy ground attack yeah. and whatnot. But what he threw like twenty seven passes yeah. or something, didn't he? So. I think they had they realized it's like we gotta let him throw some yeah. just in case like Alabama, this is a good team to do it against yeah well like here's the thing like Alabama with with Tua finally has like a, a blue chip quarterback but they've been a dynasty long before Tua got there with Greg McElroy and AJ McCarron and I mean whoever else I'm yeah. leaving out yeah and so they'll be fine with Mac Jones or whatever his name is are the dogs gonna get a knot this weekend they need to by the way, here's a, talking about turnovers. So Bama and Florida lead the SEC in forcing turnovers at 18. Mm-hmm. But Florida's also lost 15. So that's why they're a plus three. Yeah. Bama's only lost five. That's why they're a plus 13. So Florida's dialed up the turnovers, but they've also given them back. Yeah. And Georgia's pretty even on Been the year, stingy. but that includes one minus four game. Exactly. So, so. the dogs have gained nine and lost eight and. The South Carolina game itself was a minus four. Yeah. So there's some hidden numbers there for you. Yeah. But the um but it's a it is it's huge because I think after the, the 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 game against South Carolina and knowing this November stretch that is looming and, and coming up that starts on Saturday, I think we all had like playoff, 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 national title contender expectations. Those kind of got, you know, shot a little bit there in the, the middle of October but you know you get to where and anything less still I think that at least getting to the SEC championship game would suddenly feel like you know all of a sudden like the team took a big step back so um, you know this is almost uh, feels like a must win on Saturday that and also I mean let's not forget all the nonsense Florida had going on during the offseason too yeah. directed toward Georgia like this is a game that Georgia has always absolutely needed to win this year, no matter what the circumstances are. But now it's just, uh, you know, the, the stakes are even uh, so bigger. Dan Mullen against Georgia slash Kirby has only scratched once. Yeah. And that was in 2010. And his offenses don't State. score a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, although I still feel like 
you know, when, and this is not a knock on Jacob Eason, but when he went down in 2017, that turned out to be a good thing for the dogs with Fromm. Do you think Florida's this, in the same boat with Franks and, and Trask? I think people feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it seems like for to sure. me, too. All right, uh, the Crossover Podcast is presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, also in Five Points in Athens. Chris and Dave with you. We will uh, pause here for just a, a moment, and we'll come back. Download the app. Yeah, download the app. Go to the App Store. The 960 iPhone. The Ref app. Or go, what is the... To the uh, Google Store for the Android. It's the Google Store for yeah. Android. Okay, yep. so Google Store for Android or the App Store for your iPhones. There you go. It's the Crossover Podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960theref.com. True Italian food has returned to Five Points and brought some friends along because Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen is now open in Five Points, Athens. At the new Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen, you'll find all your Italian favorites from pizza to calzones and baked ziti, along with sandwiches, salads, wings, and more, plus a full bar for beer, wine, and cocktails. It's time to eat at the now open Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen at Five Points in Athens and also in the Manders Crossing Shopping Center off Mars Hill Road in Watkins. Episode 109, part two, the crossover podcast presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen in Watkinsville, also now in Five Points. Uh, We've talked, uh, of course, Georgia and Florida. What else is this weekend? South Carolina tries to extend what is now tied for the longest winning streak by one SEC East team over another. They've won 10 in a row over Vanderbilt, which is now what Georgia has done to Kentucky. So the Gamecocks trying to make it 11 straight and also win for the first time since beating us. I think Tennessee is... They're I hope this ups- isn't a... Who is the Colorado coach? Uh, I hope it's not a... Uh... A Dan, what's his name moment, you know, or like his Dan last, Hawkins. yeah, Dan, yeah. Haw- his last win was against the dogs. Yeah, I hope it's not one of those kind of things with Coach Boone. But holy cow, I mean, it could end up that way if they don't win. <laughs> I know, because like they they play App State next week. That's not a gimme. Who's that- on upset alert for that game? Which one? Oh. The, the Vandy, South Carolina. <laughs> oh, the Van- or I thought you meant App State, South I mean, Carolina. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. App yeah. State, South Carolina. I guess App State alert? is. Yeah. They're undefeated still. They're the ranked they? team, right? Yeah. I, Tennessee's on upset alert Saturday with UAB. Um, fresh off their win over South Carolina with at Kentucky. So they're on let down look ahead for yeah. sure with UAB. And UAB's still good, too. They've only got one loss, don't they? They only have one loss, but they're, um, the teams they have picked off this year is not exactly uh, murderer's row. Not solid? No. Uh, no. Arkansas goes to Mississippi State. I'm going to guess that's the mysterious 4 o'clock kickoff on the SEC right. network. And State's only a 7-point favorite. Yeah, that's one where Arkansas has got a shot to, to get their first conference win in, what, like two years? Yeah. Yeah, Mississippi State is. I believe the Joe Moorhead probably already has his bags packed. Well, you lose three first-round draft picks on defense. That's yeah, tough. No excuses. Not <laughs> even tough. in Starkville. Tough. Uh, Auburn's got Ole Miss with uh, then, of course, a bye week before they get to play uh, Georgia and I guess oh Texas A and M that plays uh, Texas San Antonio before yeah. their bye week. Like and then a thirty-nine-point favorite. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Alabama this week has their what 10th bye week of the year <laughs> that's right is that right yeah i think yeah, so yeah i think so 11th i think yeah 10 or 11 bye weeks although we're not really in any position to make fun of the fact that they played no South Carolina, not at all but... not at all by the way here's the quirk in the schedule so number one number two number three are off number four is playing an fcs team that's clemson and wofford number five is off and so is number 10 
So in the top ten, you've got the Georgia-Florida game, and then you've got Oregon at USC. Oregon's number seven, and Utah's number nine. They're at Washington. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's a couple dangerous spots, though, for yeah. the two uh, Pac-12 favorites. Yeah. This uh, this week with intriguing Utah with that for sure. Yeah. So there's the uh, there's the lineup in the SEC, and yeah, a week a week uh, a week schedule for the top ten this uh, this weekend. But Georgia and Florida definitely the uh, the highlight. In fact, is that where game day is? No, there. Game day is actually headed to Memphis for the Memphis oh, that's SMU right. game because that's the game that's on primetime yeah, Saturday Seth, night. That's the ABC game Saturday night. SMU's number fifteen and Memphis is number twenty four. Yeah, that's what we've I, nothing against those two teams, but that's what we have this week. That's another one too, where you've got the uh, the undefeated ranked team is uh, catching points. So what are you saying? Yeah, I'm saying Memphis is going to win. <laughs> Just like I'm saying the dogs, yes, are going to win uh, Saturday. In fact, I am like sniffing like 28-24, maybe 28-23. I, I'm feeling like the way that that thing has moved. So that would be the you're going over, right? I think that's yeah, because the, the total's like forty six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll well, be maybe, fine with that. Yeah, twenty eight, twenty four. I mean, Georgia's going to have to score more than the Notre Dame game was twenty three. The South Carolina game was seventeen. The uh, and then you had twenty one points against Kentucky. I mean, Tennessee, what I guess was thirty six offensively. There right. was the one not in there at the right. end of the game. So yeah, that's why I was pulling Murray State and Arkansas State out of the equation when we were looking at the uh, at the dogs. As far as what they've they've done, yeah, and the offense is like you just get kind of keep waiting for it, but it's not happening. Yeah, I know you've been out the last few days. I wanted to update you on a couple of things. Uh, Dan Quinn is still the coach of the Falcons, but Matt Bryant is no longer the kicker. Oh, is that right? He is gone. Okay, well, I need to. He's my fantasy kicker, so I guess I yeah. need to go shopping. You need to do a little. I needed shopping. to anyway because I guess they're on a buy this weekend. Yeah, so you would have to anyway. So you, you you don't have Matt Bryant anymore, and when I think of all the things wrong with the Falcons, and he struggled coming back. I mean, I get yeah. it, but I felt like if you're going to prioritize things, he wouldn't have been at the top of the list. Matt Bryant. No, I, or as my wife thought, Matt, they cut Matt Ryan. Yeah, oh, no. it's crazy. Like some Falcons fans would probably be cool with that, but um, yeah, it's like it is weird. Like as bad as the Falcons season has gotten, like you might, you like you couldn't have just let him kick the rest of the year and let him like yeah. leave with his dignity. Yeah, and to be honest with you, at this point, his misses are actually good things. Not yes. bad things. No, because last year he made that kick against Tampa Bay and it cost the Falcons like, like a couple spots. Spot, of the, yeah. Like six spots in the draft. It was the difference in – because Christian Wilkins was taking the – the Dolphins took him the pick before the Falcons yeah. took Chris Lindstrom. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's maddening. No. Because that was like the, the crazy thing about that – the beating the Panthers and Bucks the last two games is not only did a you hurt your draft position, you also helped two division rivals draft position. Like I said, just mad. But there were still some people out there that are like, no, no, you gotta, you gotta win. win. Come on, what are you talking about? Come How on. can you root for your team to lose? Like, well, it's easy because you want a better draft pick. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. And like a hundred years from now, is anyone going to remember that kick? No, no. So yeah, those missed kicks were or a year from now. Is anyone going to remember? Yeah, it? those missed kicks weren't bad, although. In the, I did like though that the Falcons did they did cover Sunday. Yeah, that number was it was interesting. It went, it started at like three or three and a half, and then by the time that game kicked off, it was what seven and a half. Yeah, 
And I, I uh, obviously with the, with Matt Ryan being out, that certainly changed things there. But yeah, easy cover, easy. Even Only though they the were Falcons down. can be down twenty four nothing at halftime and cover. Yeah, and cover. Only the Falcons. So the other thing I think we mentioned at the beginning here of the uh, of the podcast, the baseball season is finally over. the uh, The Nationals closed the season on an eighty six and forty three run. Which is pretty impressive. Take that, Bryce Harper. Take that, Bryce Harper. Addition by subtraction. The Braves have now won their division three times in their history where the wildcard team in their division has won the World Series. I know that doesn't make anybody feel good. So were the Marlins, Marlins the other twice, two? and now the Nationals. And I think the Nationals became the seventh or eighth wildcard team to win the World Series. Okay. So half of those have been in the Braves division, or almost half of those have been in the Braves division. And as we mentioned, we've never had a World Series where the visiting team won every game. And in fact, it's kind of funny, the, fir- the only other times where the visiting team had won the first five, one of those was 1996. We know that one very well, the Braves and Yankees. Well, like Joe Buck kept bringing that up, and I was waiting for Smoltz to like just slug him. <laughs> it's like, stop. Yeah. Quit talking about it. And the other time it happened – was in 1906, and that was a White Sox Cubs World Series. One, oh. yeah, it yeah. was in Chicago. Right now, back then though, it was one, 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 one. Yeah, it just went back and forth. Not and a lot of traveling there though. And the White Sox actually upset the Cubs in that series to win it, but the White Sox finally won Game Six at their place on the South Side, whatever it was called. This was so long ago, Wrigley Field didn't even exist. Yeah. So uh, this was 1906. But other than that, we've never seen anything even close to this. Yeah, because the Braves, yeah, 96, took the first two at Yankee Stadium and then lost it. And then lost. Because I was was waiting for, like, Smoltz to just, like (laughs) – just turn Joe Buck's lights out because he kept he kept referencing that with this World Series and the way it uh, went. But what I mean, epic from Steven Strasburg. He yeah. saved the national season basically three times because he came in relief in the the wild card game, right? And then went five and zero. Oh. Yeah, so he's the only pitcher that's done that in the postseason. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was halfway expecting him. They got those insurance runs in the ninth inning that I'd have had him warming up like <laughs> a la Randy Johnson in 2000 because he threw like 100 and something yep. pitches in game six and then got the last four outs of game seven. Game seven, yeah. But if it had been like 4-2, I'd have, I'd have considered that. So they won 12 games in the postseason, and Strasburg won five of them. And Scherzer won three of them. So I'm just saying, Braves offseason. Yeah. See where uh, the Nationals won the World Series? Those two guys. Meanwhile, the Braves are setting up their postseason pitching with Soroka going in game three. Right. That would be like, I see. your horses. I do think the, the, the Braves could stand to like add starting pitching, but yes, also a bigger point would be. In the playoffs, make sure your best pitchers are lined yeah. up to pitch more than other ones. And they had him lined up that he could have pitched that first I, I game. I know, yeah. I don't get Or it. he could have pitched, I guess, the second game. Yeah, he would have been able to pitch Friday. Right. And the series started on a and Thursday. Then, and he would have been available for, for that the fifth game. game. Five. Yeah. yeah, instead of the guy they had demoted for the entire summer to Gwinnett. Yeah, even though he had a great game, too. He did. But did but, not have a great game. Five. No, no, he was walking a nope. tightrope. Yeah. Like you got one great game out of him. Like I, I yeah. would take that. Yeah, yeah. But it was an interesting series to say the least. Yeah, it was. Just, it was crazy. It is. It's. 
I mean, it's wild how things turn for the Braves, though, to to give up 10 runs in the first inning to the Cardinals and then watch the team you beat in the division. Pretty like, comfortably, too. Yeah. End up uh, well, winning again, the World Series. Well, again, the Nationals series. were 19-31 and 31 at one point. Yeah. It's after 50 games. And then they end up going on an 86 and 43 run. I mean, that's pretty solid right Yeah, there. by like basically the the end of May. Yeah. They they had like the same record as the Astros. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I haven't done a deep dive into all the wild card teams over the past years, but this Nationals team has to have been probably the best one. I mean, they won the World Series. Yeah. And they ended up winning 93 games in the regular season. Well, and they've got, and I guess Rendon is a free agent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they've got this phenom like the Braves have Acuna with Juan Soto. Soto and Acuna. I mean, yeah. could be battling it out for years. Yeah. But they do, at least with, with Scherzer and Strasburg, they're, I mean, Scherzer's in the twilight of his career. I yeah. guess Strasburg is still early. Like 31. Or is yeah. he about 30 maybe? He's around, he's early 30s. Yeah. Um, and Scherzer's like 35. Yeah. And they've got Corbin, Corbin. also, but but um, that was yeah, I mean, yeah. so basically the Montreal Expos have won the World Series. I know that's the only shame is they <laughs> they're not the Montreal Expos anymore. <laughs> but other than, by the way, they're not the Washington Senators. I've had a couple of people ask me that. It's like no, 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 no. That's it, this is a completely different franchise. Yeah, but it was the first. Uh, since 1933 that D.C.'s hosted yeah. the World Series, and yeah. then they lost all three games, but yeah, they still won them. 1933. Now, there was a year. All right, uh, back next week, we'll uh, recap, hopefully, a, uh, a Georgia win over Florida in the cocktail party, and I think, I think that's absolutely what's, uh, what's going to happen. But then the danger will be then to then, like, okay, everything's all right now yeah. and back in order and then you've still got no 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 missouri i know missouri yeah. can't win on the road but they're sitting there off a bye maybe they'll just quit though since they're basically Oof. they're not going to be bowl eligible or anything but then you got to go to auburn and so, uh, uh by the way even can the A&M dogs get in the playoff yeah the, they're already in the playoff it starts it's, saturday yeah it starts against florida Let's right. just go ahead and put it right there. The playoff starts this weekend. Yeah. Well, I guess if Georgia wins out, it will be in the playoff. That's <laughs> yeah. a one-loss SEC champ. Exactly. The question is, can they do it? What is the probability of that happening? But you can't win out if you don't beat Florida. No, and you got to beat them anyway, just because they're they're gross. And you can win out by downloading the 960 The Ref app. We now have an app, and we are pumped about it. So if you listen to us, we have just made things easier and great for you and again the app with the uh on-demand content everything we have will live on the app you can stream the uga sports programming the uh, georgia sports programming within a 75 mile uh, radius slash geofence of athens and uh let us know what you think everything on the app you can even see what chris looks like uh-oh on the app uh-oh well yes. they can do that on instagram do, that's true too. that's true you can do that in other places but uh 960 the ref app and it's again it's for the uh for the iphone or for the android so you can get it in the itunes store or the google store all right and uh we'll be back next week appreciate you checking us out download the app or you know go to 960theref.com you can listen on demand there as well for dave i'm chris this has been the crossover podcast presented by fully loaded pizza kitchen in watkinsville and in five points here on 960theref.com You've been listening to The Crossover, presented by Fully Loaded Pizza Kitchen on 960theref.com.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.